Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now. Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. We have arrived to Friday as we welcome you into a Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Happy till 8 o'clock this evening. We've got a lot going on. We're going to break down what we learned a little bit more than an hour ago. The Cardinals pulling off a trade, a trade that could really impact uh, this upcoming uh, season and the 2024 Cardinals. So we'll certainly uh, touch on that. Guests who are going to be coming up on the program today include uh, Andrew Eight. You, uh, I excuse me, uh, he is somebody who is a hitting coordinator for Driveline Baseball. A lot of major league players go to Driveline. If you saw the social media video recently of uh, Paul Goldschmidt working with some hitting coaches, that was at Driveline. So we'll talk with Andrew Wright and uh, just get uh, his thoughts on uh, Goldschmidt and some other individuals who are connected to uh, Driveline. We've had Andrew on before. Really a great resource to be able to talk uh, Cardinals baseball. Uh, Coming up uh, later on the hour, Jerry Palm from CBS will join us. And then uh, next hour, we'll talk uh, Blues hockey with Matthew DeFranks. But we start off with the trade that the Cardinals pulled off today. They have sent away outfielder Richie Palacios, and in exchange, they bring back relief pitcher and former All-Star Andrew Kittredge from the Tampa Bay Rays. Kittredge has had some very, very good seasons. Most notably, in 2021, he was an American League All-Star, He appeared in a career-high 57 games that year, had a 1.88 ERA, was really good. His strikeout numbers were were, were perfectly fine, 77 strikeouts in 71 and two-thirds. And over his career, he strikes out about uh, one guy per inning, 206 strikeouts in his career, over 214 and two-thirds innings. So he's right there at about a strikeout an inning. I like this move. I think it helps the back end of the bullpen. We have talked so much about the Cardinals needing to add to the back end, getting uh, another arm that's reliable. There are some, I wouldn't call them red flags, but certainly some things to uh, to take note of when it comes to Kittredge. Most notably, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. However, uh, he, he, he appeared last season. He made 14 appearances last season, coming off Tommy John. So 
he's going into a standard regular offseason. If you look at guys who are coming off Tommy John, generally when they first return to the big leagues, they're not quite back to where uh, they were prior to the surgery. But eventually, especially after a standard offseason, they're able to return to it. So they probably get him at a good time. Uh, he is a little bit older. He's going to be going into his age 34 season. That is uh, that is of note. Interestingly enough, though, he he's still arbitration eligible. So he's going to uh, either come to terms with the Cardinals or his arbitration number. Uh, projections have it at about $2.3 million. So pretty good value. I like this move. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about this right out of the right out of the gate on the program tonight, but there's people on social media that are upset about this move. And I don't get it. I just I I think if you are upset about this move, there's nothing that the Cardinals could have done outside of signing Shohei Otani that would make you happy. That you are so incredibly jaded about this organization and about the moves they have or have not made that when they do make a move that clearly makes the team better that you are you're just not going to be happy about it there's no way for you to be happy that's that's the sense i get now are they are they ready to compete for a world series right now because andrew kittridge is on the roster no i i still think there's clearly a gap between the Cardinals and, say, the Dodgers, say, the Braves, say, the Phillies, teams like that. There, there's clearly a difference between what those teams have on their roster and what the Cardinals have on their roster. But have the Cardinals filled up some holes? They have. Are they done this offseason? Is this the last move? There had been some reporting here over the last day or two that they were looking to add one more relief pitcher. If this is the one more relief pitcher, I, I feel like there's still a relief pitcher short. I would still like a guy with a major league track record to join the bullpen. That's something that I would I would still like to see. But that doesn't mean that this is a bad trade. And I get that Richie Palacios had a fantastic final month of the season. It was fun. Uh, he was a great guy in the clubhouse and what had turned into a negative environment in the clubhouse. And not, not negative because of the guys in there, but just negative because the team was having a bad year. What had turned into a more negative environment he was still somebody who had a lot of positivity. He was enjoying his opportunity. But for people who think that the Cardinals are giving away some sort of, you know, all-star caliber player for a, for a pitcher who there's a lot of question marks on, I would push back on that. The Cardinals are giving away a player who has one month of established big league success. One month. One month. And they, they basically got him for nothing. And they were able to benefit from his one very good month. Now, he's going to an organization that has a track record for making players their best version of themselves. Uh, The Cardinals are trading with an organization that has the history of moving on from players only when those players are not going to be of extra value. Like the, the social media joke is to not trade with the Tampa Bay Rays because they know more than you do. And I'm, I'm not trying to run away from those things, but from a surface level standpoint, you are getting a guy who to me, I, I, I trust him as much as anybody in the bullpen right off the bat, simply because of track record, at least everybody not named Ryan Helsley. If Helsley stays healthy and shows the ability to pitch more often on back-to-back days, as he did, to give credit where credit is deserved, 
as he did over the final month of the season last year after he came off the injured list. If that's the Ryan Helsley you have this year, then that's great. You have an all-star caliber closer. Um, if if they if Gallegos can go back to being who he was before this past season, that's great. You got a you got a really strong setup guy. If JoJo Romero can repeat what he did for a month, month and a half, two months at the end of the season last year, that that's great. But there's a bunch of ifs. It's it's if after if after if. And I guess you can argue there's an if with Kittredge because the if is if he can bounce back from Tommy John surgery. I think that's less of an if, especially since he was pretty effective last year when he came back. He pitched uh, 14 games down the stretch last year uh, for the Rays, had a 3.09 ERA, 10 strikeouts, and 11 and two-thirds innings, and now he goes into a standard offseason. I think the question marks are much less with Andrew Kittredge than what you're getting with a lot of other players uh, that might be in that bullpen. A lot more on that coming up in uh, a little while, especially during the uh, final hour of the show. But up next, we are going to switch gears. We'll talk with uh, Andrew Eight, hitting coordinator with uh, Driveline Baseball. There was a social media video with him and Paul Goldschmidt that went viral. We'll talk about that and find out uh, some other things about some uh, Cardinals-connected individuals who have been training at Driveline. That conversation is next. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. There's a high fly ball. That's it deep. Left center field to the track. To the wall. It is a gunner for Paul Goldschmidt. She hit the ball to the front row. 4-3 Cardinals in the fifth. It's a great bar sports open line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley, taking you till 8 o'clock. If you're out driving, be safe. A little bit of snow is uh, coming down here in downtown St. Louis. We just heard Paul Goldschmidt. A couple seasons ago, he was a league MVP. This past season, his numbers dropped off a bit. Didn't have a bad season, but certainly did not have the type of season uh, that meets the standard that he had set for himself. And if you've been paying much attention on social media here recently, you have seen that he is uh, one of many 
ball players that have uh, made their way to uh, the Driveline uh, Baseball Academy, and uh, we're very happy right now to uh, talk with uh, Andrew Eight. He is uh, part of the team. He is the hitting coordinator for Driveline Baseball. You follow him on Twitter at Andrew A-Y-D-T. Andrew, thanks for uh, being with us today. How are you? Thanks for having me back on. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh, that the video that posted that had Paul Goldschmidt, a lot of Cardinals fans were really uh, taking a look at that and trying to figure out you know, what they were seeing. Can you take me through a little bit of the work that you've been doing with uh, Goldie this offseason? Yeah, definitely. So I know we posted uh, two different videos. There's kind of two different styles there. Um, and so basically – one was more of a uh, speed training video, and then one was more uh, mechanical. So kind of after we go through our assessment, we can kind of break hitters down uh, into our big three, uh, which is bat speed, bat to ball skills, and swing decisions. And so basically anytime we're making a change with a hitter, we're going to focus on one of those three things uh, for the change. And so we'll have different kind of training days, one to focus more on speed and how hard they're able to hit the ball, and then one to focus more on mechanical adjustments and like changing like bat path to be able to put the ball in play more often. And then when they are putting the ball in play, kind of like improve the the quality of those hits. So hitting like line drives uh, and like in, in Goldie's case, more like doubles, home runs uh, to be able to do more damage and produce more value for the team. There's a lot of Cardinal fans that are worried that maybe age is starting to, to catch up with him. Are you seeing that at all? Or is this a guy who's maybe on track to have a big bounce back this season? I think he's on track to have a big bounce back year. Uh, that's something that's very obvious when he came in. Uh, it's it very obvious that he's been why he's been so good for so long. You know, he came in, in in great shape, uh, looks really strong, really healthy. Uh, and he's been a guy that over the course of his career has actually kind of delayed that aging curve really well. So we kind of see guys hit by the aging curve, and the first thing that kind of goes is speed, usually like in their low 30s. Uh, he's been able to – have well above average speed and how hard he can hit the ball, how fast he can move the bat uh, for a really, really long time. That's why I think one of two guys maybe that's won an MVP uh, at 35 or older. Um, so he lost a little bit of speed last year. Uh, that's why we saw a little bit of drop in production. That's also why he came out to drive line. That's uh, something that we're really good about is, is adding speed to the game. So he's down a little bit, but he's back up this off season and, and making the right adjustments. All right, so I got to ask you this. One of the videos, his foot was kind of in a sideways position, and a lot of Cardinal fans were taking note of that. I know that's more of a drill, that that's not uh, a, a new stance or anything, but can you explain what people were seeing when they specifically saw the kind of funky-looking uh, foot alignment? Yeah, so we'll we'll basically go through a lot of different drills. Uh, and So that one that was included in the video there was just a, a drill that he was working through. So when we're looking to like change um, anything like outcome wise on the field, we can kind of work backwards from there. So we kind of established some goals of performance for next year, some things to change. And then we measured everything in our motion capture lab. Uh, so we have a full biomechanics lab here, uh, driveline in, in Seattle and in Arizona. Uh, and so we can measure exactly how they're moving in their swing. And then we can kind of tailor drills more towards uh, their current movements and where we're trying to get to. So that way it can kind of help them like feel different things and recreate those in their own swing. So that's kind of a drill that just exaggerated something that we were working on. And then whenever he goes back to his regular swing, it just helps him feel that more and like repeat it more often. Excuse my ignorance here. Had he been with you guys in, in prior off seasons or is this his first time there? 
Uh, this is his first time coming out. So, so. Can, can you talk me through what it was like for him? Because you do some very unique, very cool things. You know, a guy like him, a guy who's been an MVP, has accomplished so much in his career. What's his attitude like? What's it like when he's seen what you guys do and the way that you're break th- breaking things down and maybe even seeing some things that he hadn't really seen before in his career? Yeah, he was very excited about it. He came in uh, and was really open to, to what we had to say. Uh, so we took him through our, our full assessment. So basically measuring um, how he's moving in the box and, and how he's interacting with the ground. So we have four splits in the batter's box. So we can basically measure how he's interacting with the ground, how well he's using it, how much force he's putting into it and the direction it is, how it's coming back up his body. And then we have like 47 markers all over their body to measure like to the smallest angle and detail about like how each body part is moving and how it's all like interacting and working together to cause the results that we see on the field. And so that's something that he hadn't done before. Um, so he's very excited about that. And we were able to just put all that stuff together for him, sit down in a meeting room and just kind of talk for a couple hours through, through all the stuff and, and goals that he had and, and any changes he wanted to make and then create a training plan from there. But he was very excited because it's, it's something that he was looking to, you know, help take his game to the next level again even though he's been performing at the highest level, one of the best hitters on the planet for 13 or 14 years. I, I know guys come in and they're there to listen to you and, and your whole team and see all this stuff, but great teachers, great instructors do a lot of listening as well. What have you learned from him in this whole process? Yeah, definitely. This, uh, that's one of the coolest things about what we do is you know we sit down in that meeting room uh, kind of like getting to know everyone throughout the week and the different testing and training days. And then we sit down in the room and and nothing's kind of like, you know, us telling them what to do. It's a good back and forth conversation on what's worked with them in the past, uh, like where they want to get to. Uh, and he was really, really impressive of how well he knew himself. So out of all the hitters we've had come in over the years, he's probably at the top of that list of, knowing how well like his body works, like what works for him, what doesn't. And that really just helped us like tailor the program more towards him individually and not maybe waste any time on anything that like we'd have to work through that couldn't work for him. We kind of just like hit the ground running. We are continuing to talk with uh, Andrew Eid, hitting coordinator with uh, Driveline Baseball. Uh, you've had a number of different Cardinals in at various times. Nolan Arnato, Lars Newtbar. It's uh, well documented that those guys have been in. Have, have those guys been part of what you've been doing this offseason? Yep. Yeah. So they, they've been spending some good time back home training with us uh, remotely uh, and kind of building on, on past years. So that's something that is pretty cool about what we do at Drivelines. We have a lot of like, software and systems in place that we don't have to be in person with the guy all the time. Um, so we have like their training program laid out at the beginning of the off season, and then they can kind of execute it remotely just by like logging into our app and then be able to like go step-by-step through their different progressions and drill work. Uh, and then we're just constantly communicating uh, with them throughout the week as well. I basically ask you the same question about uh, Nolan Arenado. They asked you about Paul Goldschmidt. He also did not have the type of season that he's used to. Are, is he somebody that you look at and see he's ready to have a bounce back as well? Yeah, he definitely is. I think that speaks volume to both of those guys. Is They both had really good years or very good years, but it wasn't up to their standard. Um, so that's why they were back in and looking to, to make adjustments to then put them right back on the path to have those Goldie and, and Arenado type years and like really set the tone for the rest of the team. 
It's kind of funny that we're talking to you right now because Richie Palacios, about an hour, hour and a half ago, ends up getting traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. I know he's been in. A lot of Cardinal fans were excited about what he did in the final month of the season. It's also just it's one month. He doesn't have that big major league track record. What are you expecting from him moving forward as now he becomes a Tampa Bay Ray? Yeah, I think we're going to see uh, Richie go to Tampa and, and put up some really good years for probably a long time. Um he had, like you said, he had a good year last year uh, in, the, in the bats he got when he came up. And then he spent this whole offseason uh, really training hard and making some good adjustments. So he's seen some really big, uh, like, exit velocity jumps and be able to hit the ball much harder. That was kind of like the lowest hanging fruit for him. Uh, like, on our big three, he kind of had below average speed, but he had a, a really good, like, above average ability to put the ball in play to make contact and have high contact quality when he did and make really good swing decisions. So kind of like the lowest hanging fruit for him was just hitting the ball harder. Uh, and he's actually, I think it's up like eight miles an hour this offseason and his max exit velocity. So then his average exit velocity and those numbers will be up too. Um, so I, I would expect him to have a really good year this year. Well, you mentioned your big three. Is there is there one that's more important than the other two? That's a great question. They're all three really important. Uh, and you need all three to be able to be a big league hitter uh, and be a complete hitter. But the way we kind of think about it is bat speed sets the hitter's floor and ceiling, and then the other two is bat the ball skills and swing decisions determine where they live between those two. Um, so there's kind of some prerequisites of being able to get to be an MLB hitter, um, but we generally see the guys that swing the bat faster and hit the ball harder are going to have more success at that level. How challenging is it to work through the swing decisions part? Because if you're facing a major league fastball, you have like four tenths of a second to to, to make contact. Yeah, it's a it's what I say. It's the hardest thing to do in sports, right? Uh, and so that's one of the hardest things to train is to make uh, adjustments there. And so that's actually something that's probably is more trained in season, or like more adjustments are made in season. There's definitely stuff you can do in the off season with just like. Um, practicing different pitch types and, like, getting a lot of reps out of, like, high velo machines. A lot of the machines we have these days are pretty incredible. Uh, like, you can basically plug in on an iPad to the machine, uh, like, what pitch type you want to face, the velo of it, what kind of spin it has on it, the location of the zone. So you can get, like, really detailed practice with that stuff. Uh, and then kind of when you get into the season, you're, like, trying to improve that more with, like, game planning approach. So, Based off that uh, night starter, you're going to like hunt or sit a certain pitch type and kind of ignore some other ones or, or different kind of like count-based stuff. Depending on the count or situation you're in, you're going to look for different things. He is Andrew Eight, heading coordinator with Driveline Baseball. Andrew, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Happy New Year. We look forward to talking to you again in the future. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me on again. Awesome. Very good. That's Andrew Wright joining us from Driveline Baseball. We will take a break. And when we return, we are going to uh, switch gears just a bit. We'll talk college football and the college football national championship game with Jerry Palm from CBS. That's up next. This is uh, Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 
We continue on here on KMOX, and uh, we're going to head back to the Quiver River Electric guest line, talk a little college football and the national championship game coming up on Monday. But also there's a big college basketball game on tonight, and a very good person to talk about that with is uh, Jerry Palm from uh, CBS. You follow him on Twitter at JPPalmCBS. Jerry, always appreciate you taking some time with us. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I am good. Uh, a lot of people around here. We're in Illinois country, obviously. Excited for this yeah. Illinois-Purdue game tonight. Purdue ranked number one. Illinois ranked number nine. I know you have a vested interest in uh, Purdue. I'm so here. I just actually okay. Zanaki. All right. So I wanted to get your initial thoughts on what is a very big game coming up tonight. Yeah, this is going to be a real test for Illinois uh, to try and win a game like this without Shannon. Um, it's uh, you know he's such a big part of what they do. Um, it's, uh, I don't know how you replace him in, in a game like this. Zach Eadie's already a problem. Uh, now you're, you're missing your, your best scorer. It's, uh, I, 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 it's hard to be optimistic for Illinois tonight, but if they can be competitive in a game like this, then, um, or even win it, then obviously, you know, that's, that's a big boost and a big message, uh, that they can play at, at a level that it would take to win a game like this, uh, without Shannon. Well, all indications are, I mean, this seems like it's going to be a drawn-out legal process. There's really no yeah. reason to believe that Terrence Shannon is going to suit up again this season for no. Illinois. Yeah. Would that... that would be shocking, really. Yeah. Okay, just making sure we're all on the same page. All right, let's jump over to uh, to college football, the college football uh, national championship game, the uh, playoff national championship game going to be coming up on uh, Monday. You get two undefeated teams. You get the 1-2 uh, matchup, Michigan and Washington. I don't think a lot of people expected Washington to be here, but uh, here's the matchup. But it, it feels like most people are, are picking Michigan. Does Washington have a shot in this game? Sure they do. Um, they've got. Yeah, I mean, I know he didn't win the Heisman Trophy, but Michael Penix Jr. is arguably the best quarterback in college football. Um, tremendous season. Uh, so much different than the kid we saw in the Big Ten when he was mm-hmm. at Indiana. Uh, he's thicker now. He's more calm in the pocket now. He's got the best offensive line in the country in front of him, or at least they won the award, um, for the, the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line. So, I, I think this game ends up coming down to can that offensive line keep him clean? You know, can they can they hold off that front seven and give him time to throw those passes that he throws so well? I mean, downfield, right on the money. Um, if you can give him time, if you can keep him clean, he can pick you apart. Uh, and I like Michigan's offense to have some success against the Washington defense, which is good, um, probably underrated. Uh, because our offense is so uh, special. But, um, you know, I think this is a game that's probably going to get to the 30s, the low 30s. That's kind of Washington style. Uh, They don't – Michigan doesn't usually give up that much. They can score it, but they don't usually give it up. Um, But uh, if this game is close at all at the end, uh, I'm thinking Washington because win close games is what they do. It's what they've done all year, 10 games in a row. Our sports director here at KMOX, Tom Ackerman, is an Indiana guy, and I think he speaks yeah. for a lot of Indiana fans when it's kind of like, where was this guy when he was at, at Indiana? Is it a credit to the coaching staff at Washington in addition to the individual himself or what he's turned himself into? Well, yeah, it's, it's partly that. I mean, you know, DeBoer was with him there for a little bit at Indiana, yeah. um, so they, they knew each other already, but it's, it's really just physical and emotional maturity. You know, just the kind of a natural thing. He was a young guy at Indiana, um, still learning how to play uh, that position, really. 
at, at the college level, and you know now he's a senior, and you know he's he's got good coaching at Washington, a guy he's familiar with, uh, good talent around him, um, but it's really just a matter of maturity for him that he's able to do what he can do now. This Michigan team has clearly been through as much as any team in, in college football this season, and, and they've just kept winning. They're, they're very talented, mm-hmm. but how impressive is it that these distractions, as many distractions as any team in the country has dealt with this year, that they did find a way just to win every single week? Yeah, it really speaks to, I think, the maturity of that team, of the players on that team, the focus on the task at hand and not worrying about the things they can't control. Uh, and that that speaks to not just good leadership among you know the assistant coaches who were you know doing triage during those times, but also the players themselves. It's a mature team. It's an older team, and um, you know their focus uh, on doing what they're supposed to do, uh, whether Jim Harbaugh is there or not, was um, impressive. Do you think Harbaugh is going to stick around? Because we keep hearing things about you know, Michigan wants to give him a contract, but he's uh, there was an agent thing with a guy who works in the NFL. I mean, it just it feels like every day it's a different message coming out about his future. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's name is associated with every open NFL job for at least the last five years. Yeah, so you know it's probably not going to be any different this year. I think he's happy at Michigan. Um, you know, as long as he can stay out of trouble, and they're still happy with him. Uh, I think I think Michigan turned out to be the right fit for him. Maybe someday he'll want to go back to the NFL. Uh, he's not personally saying things like that. He seems to be committed to staying at Michigan uh, as long as they're willing to have him and, of course, as long as they're continuing to win. Jerry Palm from CBS Sports joining us for just a couple more moments. Do you think the committee sighed a bit of a relief? Because obviously it was controversial leaving Florida State out, even leaving Georgia out. Uh, they were the number one team for much of the uh, season. Do, was it a sigh of relief for him, them that the two semifinal games were clearly very competitive contests? Um, well, I don't know. It doesn't erase the injustice they did to Florida State. You know, Georgia was never in the picture once they lost. Um, but you know, the fact that the games were competitive, I guess, was nice. I'm sure they're happy about that. But Florida State uh, was treated horribly uh, in this system. We should not have a system where the only team that beats a major conference team is a committee. Mm-hmm. Do you think Florida State is going to be out of the ACC? If they can, if they can figure it out, you know, and how much are they willing to pay to do it? Um, if they can, if they can do that, I mean, yes, that's definitely the goal out of the ACC. Where they go from there, I don't know. The, most, the SEC would make the most sense geographically, although we've seen that doesn't matter to anybody anymore. No. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they need um, that. That is the goal. And if they can afford it and they can figure out a way to do it then uh, they'll definitely be out. Do you think there will ever be a little bit more common sense here where at the very least, even if you have these crazy football conferences, that they find a way for the, uh, the non-revenue sports to be in more geographic-type conferences? I hope so because it's really kind of nuts for them. You know, yeah. football plays once a week. So, you know, you travel anywhere for football games, non-conference games, whatever, bowl games. You're always traveling, but you play once a week, so it's not that big a deal, but you know, you, you're a baseball team and you've got a three-game series somewhere or you've got a Wednesday game and a three-game series on the weekend or softball or volleyball or, you know, just about every other sport doesn't have that big of a gap among their schedules or that little activity really in their schedules. And so it's really kind of a pain for them 
um, but nobody really thinks about them. We're just going to get enough money to make it right for you, I guess, is the attitude. But, yeah, I, I would like someday, I hope somebody can figure out a way to do it, to get it so that the other sports are not so adversely affected by whatever's going on in football. He is Jerry Palm, covers college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. He is at Mackey Arena tonight for the big Purdue-Illinois game. Uh, Jerry, enjoy that contest. We hope at the very least it is a a good one. I know Purdue is a double-digit favorite, so we'll see uh, what happens. But uh, thank you, as always, for being so gracious with your time. All right, thank you. There's Jerry Palm joining us here on the program, and uh, we appreciate uh, a few moments with him. Looks like the snow is really starting to come down in downtown St. Louis. I know Dave Murray had been uh, telling us all day that the uh, the streets were going to stay warm enough that it won't impact it. But, man, that snow, it's coming down pretty solid right now. We'll take a break. We'll uh, get back into baseball, talk about the uh, trade that the Cardinals made today. If you've got any thoughts on the trade, we'd love to hear from you. You can call or text 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Or you tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Your thoughts of the trade that the Cardinals have pulled off. They send out Richie Palacios. They bring in a, a new pitcher, a, a relief pitcher, and Andrew Kittredge. We'll uh, talk through it a little bit more as we roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line in just a moment here on KMOX. Dive into all things Cardinals on Cardinals Conversations, your go-to location for exclusive content from KMOX. Catch it on the Odyssey app or your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with your team. Cardinals Conversations, where the Redbird talk never stops. Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We are taking you until uh, 8 o'clock this evening. If you want to uh, join the program, we're about to talk about the uh, Cardinals trade from today. Again, they acquire former All-Star pitcher Andrew Kittredge from the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for uh, outfitter Richie Palacios. Your thoughts on it? We'll take them. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. Or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I like the move. I I just, if this is the roster they begin the season with, Again, I don't think this is a roster that's going to go win you a World Series. Can this roster win you an NL Central? Maybe. They're, they're right there. They, uh, you know, the Cubs haven't done anything this offseason. I think the Brewers are going to take a step back. The Reds are a, a young, scary team, but it feels like they're still not quite ready for prime time. But the, the goal isn't winning the NL Central. I mean, that's one of the goals, but it's not the end-all, be-all goal. Uh, this is an organization that has won a lot of World Series, and the goal on an every-year basis is to go and win a World Series. So I, I, don't, I don't like the roster in terms of a World Series champion right now, but I think Andrew Kittredge makes you better. I think Andrew Kittredge makes the, the bullpen significantly better. He's a guy with a track record. He's a guy who's been an all-star. He's a guy who's got a fair amount of swing and miss. Now, he's not going to overpower you. He's not a 99-101 to type fastball. But he's a guy who um, you look at what he can do. Sinker slider guy. Slider is really good. It's really good. And the Tampa Bay Rays, because they are as good as any team in baseball at allowing players, and specifically pitchers, but players, they allow pitchers to become the best version of themselves. 
and they they figured out what the best version of him was, and it relied a lot on that slider. And he throws a lot of strikes, doesn't walk very many guys. That's a big part of uh, of what he does as well. So he's averaging a strikeout per inning, doesn't walk that many guys. Um, I mean, his his overall career numbers of seven years in the big leagues, 206 strikeouts compared to 56 walks. So he's got about a four to one strikeout to walk ratio. That's good. That's really good. So I look at him right now. And as I look at the way that the, the bullpen is built, Ryan Helsley obviously is still the guy who you think most highly of. There are question marks on him. The question marks are, can he stay healthy? How often is he going to be able to pitch on back-to-back days? Is he going to be able to give you three out of four days? You know, a lot of times where maybe he's been unavailable previously in his career, is it going to change a bit? If you get the Ryan Helsley that you had at the end of the season last year, well, then that's that's fantastic because he was very effective and he pitched on back-to-back days. And that's what you need. But with all due respect to everybody else in that bullpen, I I just immediately kind of put Kittredge in as that number two guy, your eighth-inning guy, your guy who's going to cover the ninth if uh, Helsley is not available. Now, there's other players who have – Something to say about that for sure, and I get that, and I'm not trying to run away from that, uh, but I, I like this move, and I think it makes the, the team better. I've seen, look, social media is not exactly a um, a kind place, right? Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit next hour because of the reaction to the Cardinals' announcement yesterday of the Billy Joel Steen concert. The, the social media reaction to that announcement was wild. I couldn't believe what I was reading and seeing and responding to. I know Kevin Wheeler talked about it a little bit earlier today during the Dave Glover show. We're going to get into that next hour. So I get it. So social media doesn't represent the world and social media tends to be a pretty negative place. I just, I don't understand the negativity that is connected to this move because I don't know how you can argue that this move doesn't make the team better. It clearly makes the team better. It clearly deepens the bullpen. And right now, the bullpen is the single biggest need for the Cardinals. Is there a chance they're done? There is. And if they're done, that's not great. I would I would still like to see them add another well-established relief pitcher. And you know what? I would not be against this team adding another starting pitcher either. And you know, the name that continues to hang out there that will be interesting to see what happens is Dylan Cease with the White Sox because he's been available to teams for a while, and we keep hearing the reports. Ken Rosenthal had something in The Athletic yesterday that continues to connect the Cardinals to Cease. Maybe it does turn into a situation like what happened last year with uh, with Sean Murphy. When Murphy went to the Braves, what really happened there was the Braves just outlasted everybody else, specifically the Cardinals. The The... The A's were asking a lot. The Cardinals were not going to give up what the A's were asking for. They changed their attention. They got Wilson Contreras. All of a sudden, the market for Murphy was very different. There was one team standing. That was the Braves. And you look at the package that was given up for Murphy. If you are to believe the reporting on what was being asked initially, that wasn't even close. And I have to think 
that if some version of that package from the Cardinals was being asked for Murphy, that might have been a very different negotiation. So does some version of that happen with Dylan Cease? Do do the White Sox have such high expectations for what they're going to get back that nobody is going to give that to them, and all of a sudden some of these teams that are in the running start looking at other places? You know, you've still got obviously a Blake Snell that's hanging out there. There's other trades that can be made. Are there enough teams that kind of fall off that track where all of a sudden the Cardinals are one of the last teams standing and that asking price goes down? And then if the asking price goes down, the next thing the White Sox would have to make the decision on is do you – do you pull a trigger on a trade in the offseason simply because it's been very well known that you were that you had him on the market? Or do you try this again at the trade deadline and try to get more teams involved at that point, thinking that you can get a, a little bit more at that point? So maybe the Cardinals go get a Dylan Cease. Maybe the Cardinals still uh, go find a relief pitcher that's got a, a track record. All those are kind of sidebar-type stories to – the main story here, and that's that the bullpen is uh, significantly improved with the addition of someone like uh, Andrew Kittredge again in his uh, last you know full season uh, before he had Tommy John surgery. This guy was an all-star, and, and he was pretty dominant. And if he returns to that, and there's no reason to believe he won't, he's a little older. He's coming up on his 30, age 34 season, but that's not super old or anything like that. So I think this is good for the Cardinals. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. I'm Matt Pauley on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.